1: And now, coming
0: to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only Pucko Podcast!
2: Pokémon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Fucko! Grab your friends, it's that Stop time again. again. Listen to the show with the fuck never, never ends. It's Pokemon. Oh yeah. Fuck go. drink you're your co-host well, we'll every pass. Pass. it's Bucko Bucko oh, yeah 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 Bucko Bucko Hello and welcome to the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Professor Snag. Yes, today we have another Thatchless episode. Thatch is in the process of moving, and the internet people they decided that they would not give him internet over this weekend, so I am taking over the hosting duties. So, uh, like I said just a moment ago, we are the Puckle Podcast. Uh, Puckle, a name that was came up uh, came up with uh, by Jaya Praksha Narayan uh in 1976 uh that that is who that is who came up with with puckle um look it up folks it's kind of funny
1: what now what
2: (laughs) jaya prakash narayan in 1976 definitely came up with with puckle
1: (laughs) i admit my ignorance but okay
2: well okay so folks when you google puckle what usually comes up as one of the first things
1: um, and uh, I, they, they think you have misspelled a hokey puck.
2: <laughs> I usually come up with, uh, the People's Union for Civil Liberties and Jaya Prakash Narayan, it was the founder of that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> okay. she, so she came up or he came up with Puckle in 1976, just a different Puckle. Anyway, <laughs> um, welcome to this episode, folks. We're really excited for this one today. And uh, we have my two fantastic, amazing, wonderful co-hosts. We have Gator. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We're doing well. And uh, we also have... Oh, this you know, this isn't how we do it. You guys usually say your own names for this, but anyways. Uh, we also have the fluffiest whimsicott. Who,
1: in a very uncharacteristic move, spoiled her own existence on the show by talking out of turn. <laughs> well,
2: that's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, And I
1: don't mean uncharacteristic, as in I never mess up. As in, I am against spoilers as a <laughs> philosophy. That's right.
2: Well, you know, as a, as a thatchless episode, we're going to have to do things just maybe a shade differently. Again, usually you introduce yourselves, but... Um. Anyways, let's just go into uh, how we usually start the go- uh, shows. How have you guys been?
0: Well, I have been... Uh, I don't know how to say this on to this episode because it's going to hurt everybody's feelings, but Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun suck. Uh, <laughs> like, you know... Okay, uh- so... <laughs>
1: That's part of the topic, actually, so...
0: <laughs> like, okay, so, like, I bought the games when it first came out, obviously, but then I got, like, I tried to Nuzlocke it to start, and I didn't even get close to, like, my first island challenge on Melee. Like, it was just bad. So I've been forcing myself to play it lately, and I'm on to the third island now, and, like, uh, it's it's okay, but I'm really just doing this to help complete my living decks. Yeah. So I feel like... This is terrible, but
2: you know, that's because it is. I, I feel ya, and uh, Gator, you, you played regular sun, sun or Moon, right? You played one of those? Yes, yeah, I and, did. And in essence, they're basically the same game for a large, large part of it. But again, that might be something for us to discuss in our topic today, so let, let's save that. But uh, you know, I honestly don't think you get a lot of hate for that. Um, between the two games, I do think Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are superior to Sun and Moon, but it's also hard to judge that when they came right after Sun and Moon as well.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've already played these games, and I'm not getting anything new, and I just hate everything as I'm doing it.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that's alright. But I mean, I uh, you know I'm with you there. I also have to get caught up on my living decks. Uh, I have a Poi Pull sitting there, and I think that's the only new one. I, I think I have to also commit the new Ultra Beasts to the actual living decks, but that's alright. All right, all right. Uh, Wimscott, what have you been up to? Hmm,
1: life. And in Pokémon, I've been taking part in the PDL, the Puckle Draft League. My losing streak is indeed over. I won last week against Ozzy, I won today against Aggie, and let me tell
2: you, <laughs> it wasn't easy to beat them. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I don't... Yeah, it's, they're so good. Yeah, unless you have, like, a really good solid strategy that your opponent doesn't see coming, I don't think any of the wins are, are ever easy in, in PDL.
1: No, but- especially since, honestly, my draft is very, very weak. And every week I go up against someone and I realize they have several perfect answers... My team, and I have to scramble like crazy. But I'm so stubborn, and I I haven't done a single trade yet. Oh wow,
2: yeah, yeah. Kudos on you. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. P- PDL is. So I feel like whoever is in the PDL is always like, "What have you been up to in Pokemon?" It's it's the PDL because it does take well, up so much time too. Like
1: <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I thought, okay, I'm gonna spend an hour prepping my team because. I, I knew that Aggie wasn't going to be available until at least like late afternoon my time. And I sat down and I started prepping and I thought, well, finally I'm done. The team is there. I have everything I need. I have a strategy in mind. And then I realized that was five hours
2: later. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got really into it. But it did, it did bring about a very good moment. Spoilers for the Aggie versus Whimsicott game, in case you're a person like me who watches every battle video. I managed to switch an Amphoros into a tectonic rage from a Celestila. And you think that doesn't sound like a good thing, Whimsicott? It is when Amphoros is holding an air balloon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, very good.
1: We laughed a lot about that. <laughs>
2: Uh, that, yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I've also been, uh, uh, doing the PDL, uh, I actually had kind of a couple weeks off, uh, because, uh, so, so several things, I was able to play a couple of my matches early, uh, so, uh, this was my first match, uh, in a, in a few weeks, and I, I'm officially on a winning streak, I've gotten four in a row, which kind of scares me a little bit. Wow. Um, yeah, and, uh, I, I was most, one of my matches that caused me the most anxiety was the one just this week against sigma because i mean sigma is a fantastic battle um, i
1: get anxiety just thinking about battling Sigma.
2: i know right and and i i don't know I just i put a team together I, I think i uh i did you know try to subvert some expectations i left some really high tier pokemon off my team and i was able to come out with the win somehow so um, Kudos! Thank you. Yeah, I, I still have uh, I still have Seth Vilo uh, next week, and I mean, just the rest of my division is, is all like really good, solid batters. we we got Sparky, we got Fact Luigi in my division. I still have to face, so we'll we'll see how that all goes. But yeah, oh, um, yeah.
1: But yeah. anyway, I think maybe don't you? Don't you? I mean. Today, as we are recording, breaking the fourth wall, it's Mother's Day. Is there anything you want to tell us, Snag, any shout-out you want to (laughs) give?
2: Yes, yes, I was just (laughs) about to transition (laughs) that.
1: I thought you were.
2: It is indeed Mother's Day, yes, and uh, so first a big shout-out to Dr. Odno, my wife, and uh, mother to my now three children. Uh, we have Snagarina and Snagarino, which uh, you guys should be relatively familiar with. It, but uh, about two weeks ago now, uh, she hatched another Snagarin, a Snagarin male. Uh, so we now have three little Snagarins running around our, our household. So, uh, very excited. Uh, she's doing great. Uh, the new baby's doing, doing great. Um, and li- life ha- obviously has changed quite a bit, but uh, we're all very happy and excited. So... Oh, I mean wow. that's
0: really amazing. Congrats, the baby's man. already running.
2: Yeah, I know right? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> even if a, even
1: a level one need run can tackle so.
2: I think I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. It might have poison sting. Ooh, careful when you hold him.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely very pokey. But yeah, uh a sincere shout out to her and she is amazingly letting me record and host this today. So it's uh yeah, she is she is awesome, she is one of the best Pokemons. By far.
0: I don't know, she's gotta compete with Ditto. Ditto's everyone's Pokemon. That's that's
2: true.
1: <laughs> I mean, Ditto is everyone's Pooky parent. Uh,
2: that's right. Uh, which uh, yeah. I'll take this time to remind everybody: don't forget to get your your Ditto spayed and neutered. Help control the Jack oh, population. You had to
1: get that into the main show, didn't you?
2: Well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, folks, uh, that uh, I think with that, we're going to head on over to the news. <laughs> This just in. And on to the news. We just have a couple bit of news things to share with you today. Some reminders and some things that you uh, we may have heard before. Um, a few things in Pokemon Go right now. The legendary raid boss is Latias. It uh, just switched over last week. Um, so if you haven't gotten that yet and you're playing Pokemon Go, make sure you get out and do it. You have about a month before it uh, goes away, but I imagine like they usually do with these uh, legendaries, they'll probably bring them back uh, together, Latios and Latias, and you'll have, probably have another shot at it, but still, it's good to get it done within this, uh, this next month here. Um, Pokemon Go Fest, uh, they released uh, They released tickets for that. Uh, it's happening in Chicago, and they're already sold out. So if you want tickets for that, uh, you can uh, go to eBay and buy them for like 500 bucks a piece, I think is what they're running at. Jeez, I don't think that's a good bit of advice, honestly. <laughs> uh, especially like, I mean, I, I, have, I have faith in Niantic that they'll get things turned around and it'll be better than last year was, but people like buying um... in... Yeah, I say their, their track record on uh, GoFest isn't very good so far. You know, they're they're over for one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. I remember we spent half of Poco Home making fun of them and thinking, oh, our con is so much better than theirs.
2: Except for the time you know, like the power went out like right before our event.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, it came back on in time.
2: Yeah,
1: no. we just had to have McDonald's for breakfast.
2: That's right, yeah. No, it it all it all ended up being just fine. So, uh, we'll see. Again, I, I really hope that they learn from last year's mistakes and that uh the that Pokemon Go, uh, fest will will be everything that everyone hopes it is. So, um, but yeah, those are those tickets are sold out already. And then of course the scalpers have them online. So, uh, I don't, if if you're looking for tickets for those folks, I mean, good luck to you. I, I don't know if i dropped drop five hundred bucks on that, but. Um, also in Pokemon Go, uh, the fighting type event uh, is going through today. Uh, by the end of the day, you will probably stop seeing those fighting type Pokemon, so get your fill uh, as uh, while you can. Um, try and get a good Machop. I didn't find a good Machop during this event, unfortunately. Did you find one, Gator? I found
0: a 93 and a 91.
2: Ooh, those are pretty good.
0: Yeah, so. I was happy about it. But it's... Gonna take me 360 candy to power them both up all the way. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, smokes. Uh, and that's with me already powering them up part of the way. Like, I need 360 more. <laughs> oh, wow.
2: See, the other thing that I do is I, like, if uh, one that comes off that's a, a low CP, I don't even check its IVs. I just check the, uh, if they have a high CP, I then check their IVs and see if it's worth uh, investing stuff into. But, well, uh, I use a
0: key IV, because I'm on Android, and that's really the way to do it. Sure. Because you can just, like, check things super fast. Yeah. That's how I, I go through all of those. And if it's just, like, regular evolution fodder, I don't even bother checking for IVs anymore. Yeah. It needs to be something good.
2: Yeah. Um, and then the last bit of Pokemon Go news, uh, to remind you of, especially since it'll come out uh, before the next time we have this podcast, uh, the Community Day is this upcoming Saturday, uh, May... Nineteenth 19th, May nineteenth, 19th. Um, so uh, and the featured Char Pokemon. The man words are tough. <laughs> the featured Pokemon is Charmander, and there will be Charmander sprouting up all over the place, and there will be some shiny ones, which uh, they are gold, but they turn into a black Charizard, which I'm really stoked about. I'm going to try and make sure that uh, Snagarina and I get out uh, for for the community day.
1: I need- I need to find a shiny one and turn it into shiny so we patch. Of
2: course. Definitely. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check out Community Today. Uh, check your local listings for that. I know in the United States it's, uh, what is it, 2 to 5 Eastern is what yeah. it's going to be? Yeah.
1: It usually is. I think in Europe it's like 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. or... 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. if you're in the UK. Yeah.
2: So. There you go. And, and uh, like I'm not sure what it'll be for like our... Australia or Japan, it's all day
0: long because they always screw up the implementation so they end up getting extra <laughs> Are you serious?
1: Yeah, they're usually yeah. like yeah, five to seven... They've been twice now. <laughs> they're, they're like five to seven minutes late starting the event so they get a, a whole extra hour.
2: Oh, wow. That's... Yeah. Okay, well... Cool, cool for them, I suppose. Yeah, so... Yeah. um But like, anyways, like we said, check your local listings and uh, in, enjoy the day. Get yourself that shiny Charmander and make it into a shiny Charizard. Um, so that's all the Pokemon Go news that we have. Uh, another reminder that uh, you can get your Eveltal and Xerneas codes... Uh, not at Target. Why did I have Target on there? No, at uh, either GameStop or your game stores or your... Uh, or whatever you... Uh, whatever your... Gaming chain is in your country. Make sure you get those codes. Um, and then uh, Pokemon Center actually just released uh, some Team Skull accessories. Go to PokemonCenter.com, you can check out your Team Skull accessories. Um, and so you can uh, cosplay just like your uh, favorite Team Skull members. They got uh, the t shirt, they got uh, just like the whole accessory kit. Um, a hoodie and a messenger bag.
1: I have to ask, they don't have Guzma's sunglasses, do they?
2: Uh, I'm not, they have Guzma's hoodie.
1: Uh, no. They have socks. Without, Without the sunglasses, it's all meaningless.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no sunglasses. We're gonna have to write them and, uh, and let them know. Um, But yeah, you can check out all that stuff at PokemonCenter.com. It does look pretty good if you're into dressing up like Team Skull members. Um, So definitely check that out if you have the opportunity. And then in regards to Puckle News, uh, there are a few things to mention. As always, uh, we are going to remind you about PuckleCon happening July 20th and 21st in Dayton, Ohio at the Dayton Convention Center. It's room, what, 306? Is that right? Yes, I right. think
1: it's 21st and 22nd, just to be extra precise.
2: The Saturday and Sunday of that weekend. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, double check that. I, Wim, Wim Scott is probably right about this. 21st and 22nd. we got lots of stuff going on. We're throwing basically throwing you guys a party uh, because we like doing that. And uh, through Patreon, some of you support us. But everyone's welcome to come. We have TCG events planned. We have uh, video game events planned. We have... Um, uh, Pokin tournament, and you just get to hang out, and then we're going to record a podcast, and it's going to be lots and lots of fun. So if you can make it, uh, please let us know. Either send us a message uh, through uh, uh, Podcast at com, or give us a heads up on the Discord telling us that you're coming so you can get you all the info, so you can uh, find a roommate if you need, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, definitely come check but that we out. We
1: have um, We have a Discord server, server channel, just for PuckleCon, so you can get organized with everyone who's going yes so. and yeah and
2: you... Here again, so you
0: guys can see gator in person
2: that's right and me <laughs> uh yeah i think uh, a good portion of our hosts will probably be there so that's it's a great yeah, way I feel to like the whole look that's gonna be there
1: yeah the reason i know the dates for sure is that my flight is already booked so. <laughs>
2: Exactly. Um, So, yeah, definitely come uh, to PuckleCon. Again, if you are, like, maybe, like, on the fence, if you're, like, 50%, please just let us know uh, so we can get to that information. If there's, like, some information that you are requiring, you can get that information by letting us know. So, Um, other uh, other Puckle News, uh, if you are looking to be a gym leader for our Summer League, those applications are due by the 20th. Uh, Those are also uh, in our general uh, chat. They're pinned in our general chat in the Discord server. So if you have what it takes to be a gym leader, uh, a good uh, battler and ambassador for our community, uh, come check it out. We love to have uh, new people get involved uh, that way. Or if you don't then become a gym leader, come do the Summer League. The Summer League is so awesome. I love the Summer League. I love the
1: Summer League as well. Like, I... Thank you for reminding me because I hadn't signed up to be a and <laughs> <laughs> I really want to try for it again this year.
2: Uh, I remember Summer League was, like, one of the main, like, the first things that I did in Puckle. Like, I, I heard the podcast, and I checked out the Summer League, and, like, I applied to be a writer. That, that all happened, like, the span of just a couple of weeks, but, like, that's how I got to meet a lot of people and get uh, familiar with the community, and it was just so much fun, and the gym leaders are, are usually very nice and welcoming, and just try to help you get better with uh, with your battling skills, so... Uh, and then uh, the last bit of uh, Puckle news is uh, we recently had our TCG tournament. Uh, it's an annual tournament right now. I was able to participate, uh, and I, I had a decent record, but uh, we're here to talk about the TCG winners. Gator, do you want to uh, tell us uh, who won?
0: Yep, so we're going to send out a big congratulations to PokeBabs for taking first place and Beaverla for taking second, and a uh, consola cons-, cons to Grimcore who was last year's champion and missed out on second place by one percentage point. Um, so <laughs> it was pretty sad. And then uh, also Domobot uh, gets a shout out for being our participation winner. Uh, when we announced the prizing and everything, we told everybody that just as long as you play, you can win. And Domobot got to win. He didn't have like a strong record, but he still got prizes. And the, the prizes this year was 72 packs for first place, 56 packs for second place. And participation got 32 Guardians Rising digital packs online. So it was a really good turnout and everybody was really happy. We're getting clamorings for the next tournament, so stay tuned and we'll have something else in the works here shortly.
2: Definitely, yeah. And like Gator said, those were Guardian Risings packs, so they just weren't like any other they weren't like Generations, they're like premium premium packs. So
0: Yeah, it's it's all the stuff that you want. To... It's the most expensive packs online. Like, it's the ones everybody's like, let me pull a Tapu
2: Lele. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, that's all we have for the news, folks. So uh, when we come back, we are going to uh, have the Puckle pokey quiz. We, we will test your co-hosts' innate Pokemon knowledge. <phone rings> Welcome to the Puckle Poke Quiz! As we said before, this is where we're going to test your host's innate Pokemon knowledge. Uh, I have selected five questions for them today, and uh, there are, uh, so each question is worth one point, but there is one question that is worth two points. It has multiple answers, uh, and uh, we're going to test how well our, our hosts know the answers to these questions. And uh, if there is one that's a little bit tricky, that gets them a little bit stuck, uh, they do have a hint. Now, if they don't use their hint uh, on any of the questions uh, and still get them all correct, they can earn a bonus point. So there's up to seven points up for grabs. I really, really hope, folks, that uh, we do better. Uh, you do better the, with these questions than you did last week with Scrawn's. Um, so... I mean, I mean. <laughs> I yelled at Chushiro, okay? Honestly. You
0: cast. Getsus this is a good card, a really good card. <laughs>
2: you call it trash uh, let's
1: let's let's not have another Tyranitar gate, guys. Um, I just I just look, let's put it this way. I don't want to jinx us, but
2: doing worse
1: than we did last <laughs> week is kind of difficult
2: it, that that is true, yes, but uh, we'll see. we have uh, some questions from the community and uh, one from myself as well as a base stack question. so so let's see how how this all goes. Uh, the first question is from Linnean. We actually have a couple from Linnean here. Uh, it, it so the question is by national dex number, which Pokemon is the first Steel type in the decks? Magnemite. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, I'll go with you. Yeah. All right, so Magnemite is that your final answer?
1: Yeah, because um, like there were no Steel types in Gen One. And then Magnemite and Magnetone became steel types and they're hold the on, only hold ones. Hold on, hold on. What about Wait.
0: Alolan Sandshrew?
1: Oh that is a very good point.
0: Because Alolan Ooh. Sandshrew has that dex number, right? He said national dex specifically. And Sandshrew you, definitely comes before Magnemite.
1: Gator, you caught the trick in the question. Good job. <laughs> Oh, I love you, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yes, yes, it has to be Alolan Sand slash... Sand true. true. Yeah. All,
2: All right.
0: Final answers. Alolan Sand true.
2: All right, Alolan uh, Sand true. Uh, that is correct. Good job, folks. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did catch Lenny and trying to be tricky there. Oh. Thank you, Gator. <laughs>
0: I only knew that because I'm working on this National Dex, and I realized, like, wait a second, my Living decks, these Pokemon have to go back, and now I have to rearrange all the boxes.
1: Exactly, because oh, the alone gonna... forms share a Pokedex number uh, with the original forms. Oh, no,
2: see, like, other forms, like, in my, I, I have, like, like the most basic version of whatever Pokemon is, I have a place for that in my National decks. and then any other forms I have, like, separate boxes for, but... Smart. Uh... Yeah, I should have done that. So, uh, yes, you are correct, earning your first point for the day. So, hey, you are at least as good as you did last week. Fantastic.
1: Thanks only to Gator, (laughs) I was going to get
2: that wrong. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the next one. This one is from Sparky, and I do have to tip my hat off to Sparky because I wasn't even quite even even sure about this one here. Generation 3 introduced uh, many new game mechanics, one of which was Double Battles. The first ever double battle in a Pokemon game is on Route 104 against Twins, Gina and Mia. What were their Pokemon? And we are oh, looking plus at the... So, just just be clear, folks, there are there are two parts here, but this is not the two-part question. Um, that's okay. that's all I'll give you for now. Okay. Um...
0: It should be Plus Limitum, right? That's the first... It's the one right there near the trick house.
1: It is uh, actually a bit before the trick house. It's room 104. It's the one that's like around the forest. I don't
2: think I, this. Like, comes, I don't think this a away too much. But if I'm remembering correctly, I think there's. It's like uh, like there's a bridge that this battle happened. Yeah, it's could a, be I, I
1: know exactly. I know exactly where it is. Like you know where you come out of the forest, and there's a bridge over water. They are right on that bridge. And you cannot skip the battle. I remember exactly where the battle is. And that is the only reason I'm a bit unsure about it being Plusle and Minon. Because it's kind of early in the game for them. But it very well might be. It would make a lot of sense.
0: i th- That's what I think. Like That's when I first think of my first double battle. I think of the Plusle and Minon. But if you think it's something else then
1: No, the thing is, I think it's something else, but I could not possibly think of what. So we should probably go with plus
2: Otherwise, uh, you can do that or uh, your hint is still available to you. It's up to you folks. What or
0: is it um is it the Lotad and uh C dot? No. Is that is that one No no, that's a different
1: one? double battle. Do you wanna get the hint?
0: Um Yeah. Let's take
1: the
2: hint. Okay. Alright, so uh, for the hint, uh, we will go with, um, these are not electric type Pokemon. Uh,
0: okay, so then it's probably like the C-Dot and Lotad.
1: I'm, I'm kind of sure it's not C-Dot and Lotad. I think it's something, uh, they could have, um, something even- Those
0: would have been like some of the first ones you came across.
1: Yeah, but. Mm, no. No, I, I think. Oh, wow. Why can't I. I've played through Gen 3 and the remakes several times. Ah, uh, 104. They and, might have, sure. I mean. You
0: did say 104, right?
1: Yeah. They might have.
0: I'm, I'm going to go with Lotad and CDOT. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. Is Just that the answer
2: you guys are going to go with? I
1: can't come up. I, I, I think it's not that, but I, I, I'm not coming up with any other answers, so yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> All right. And that is correct. It is Lotad and dot. Nice job. Oh, wow. Nice work. Yeah, uh... That's it. Yeah, I'm exactly. Just, I'm
1: just trying to drag Gator down. I'm just gonna disconnect <laughs> from the call, guys. <laughs> no, these. No, these if, are...
2: if you didn't caution me with the
0: lo- the the plus and Minin, then we would have got it wrong. So you did. Yeah. That was a good part.
1: Uh, uh, I mean, broken clock <laughs> twice a day.
2: <laughs> All right. So uh, good, nicely done. You've now earned two points. Uh, let's go and move on to the question with the bonus point. Uh, this one also comes from Linian, and it's about uh, an ability. Uh, the Wonderskin ability changes the accuracy of status moves used against the Pokémon with this ability to 50%. Give me uh, two Pokémon that uh, have the Wonderskin ability.
1: Wonderskin.
2: Or you can give me more if you want.
1: Okay. Um, but
2: two, two will get you the points. Um,
1: Dratini and Dragonair.
0: I don't think they have it.
1: No? No. I what think do the they have?
0: With, uh, Sigalith has Wonderskin. Um, no, they have shed skin. I think you're thinking of.
1: Because
0: mm. um, I'm pretty sure it's like... It's definitely Sigalith's one of their... like That's like a Sigalith ability. Okay. And like... I think the Skitty line gets it. The Skitty line? Yeah, I think that's their hidden ability.
1: No, I, 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 I think the Skitty line has like no redeeming qualities.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Skitty line gets it, and Sigilyph gets it, because I, I know Sigilyph gets it, and I, I'm pretty sure I saw it when I looked up the Skitty line before.
1: Okay, I trust you. Let's go with Sigilyph and uh, Skitty and dolcetti then.
2: Uh yeah uh that is correct nicely done. Uh it is the the Delcany line Sigilith. Uh so you got you got 3 out of the 5 only worth 2 points. The other two that have the wondrous ability are Venomoth and Bruxish. Bruxish. Yay. Wow.
1: Wow!
2: It. So good job. You, you, you are, did it. You guys did are it. up to four points already. Four points. Fanta. And We still have two more questions left. So you can't make the perfect seven since you've used your hint, but you could still maybe get six, which would be really impressive. All right. Ooh, no pressure. This is uh, this is one that I came. It's all on
1: you. You're the one doing all the work, Gator. No pressure.
2: Uh. Uh, This next one was one that I came up with. Uh, The day that we are recording today is Mother's Day, and in most of the Pokemon games, your mother stays home and uh, doesn't usually explore to explore uh, explore their own uh, interests. But uh, there is uh, one. Which mother plays a more active role within the games?
1: more active um, role within the games i mean i know the mother in generation 5 follows you around and brings you stuff but i don't know if you would define that as an active a, role
0: so a mom is like a ride on rider or something isn't it which one was that the callous uh, one callous one she was like a grace
1: is a ride rider i don't I, like I, I i'm trying to figure out if by active role in the game he means this mother actually does something or if she has a more interesting story than the other ones. It's kind of a it's kind of a weirdly worded question.
2: Um, I'll see if I can word it any better. Basically, uh and I wasn't aware if of the Gen five mother um uh doing that. I don't remember that. And I I mean I played both Gen Five games, so I don't remember the Gen Five mom following you.
1: But She follows you like two towns over to bring your running shoes.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Um, so let me see if I can uh, further elaborate. Um, th- there is one of the mothers who you will see um, outside of the home, and uh, it is more than just like a town over to bring you running shoes. It is, it is s- more, sig- I'll say it's more significant than that, but it is an optional part of the game. An optional
1: yeah. part of the game? Now I'm confused, because I know the mother in Generation 2 saves you money and buys you stuff for your room, but that is technically staying at home the entire time. And she gets you rare items. Then there's the mother in Generation 5, Part 2, who is a friend of the Professor and is thus featured in the story sometimes. Then there's the mommy in Alola who follows you around sometimes and is a spectator of your battles in... um, Nikki Town. And then I mean the Mom and
0: Emerald gives you like Latiosite, doesn't she? She gives you um...
1: I, yeah, she does stuff. They all do stuff. I'm I'm trying to figure out which of them Snag thinks is more important. <laughs> they all do things.
2: Hmm, I'm trying to think of what else I can get at with this. Um Let me let me think for just a moment here. I'll, I'll see if I can just like nudge you closer in the right in the right direction. Um, so he, here's a bonus hint for for a poorly worded question. You haven't hit on who I'm talking about yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> that believe that doesn't leave a lot of room. It's Gen One Mom who does nothing, or Gen Four Mom. Well, Well,
0: in Gen 6, she goes to the the Tapu Koko thing, right?
1: That's Gen 7, and I mentioned that. And the thing is, we've mentioned Gen 2 Mom, Gen 3 Mom, Gen 5 Mom, Gen 5.2 Mom, Gen 6 Mom, and Gen 7 Mom. And that leaves Generation 1 Mom, who does nothing, and Generation 4 Mom, who I don't remember because it's Gen
2: 4! Okay, so fair enough. What, what What does Gen 4 Mom do?
1: I haven't the faintest clue. She's in Gen 4. That game is a blank well, slate in my mind. She, he literally yep.
0: said one we haven't mentioned. We're going to go with exactly. Gen 4. <laughs> yep.
2: Uh, but you have no clue what she does, though. No. <laughs> But you didn't ask us. So. You're, you're true. That, that's true. But I also, like, gave you the... I basically told it to you. Whatever. It's fine. It's a fashion well, episode. that's the new, man. <laughs> gen 4. Gen 4.
1: You're, make, you're making up for
2: Scrum's incredibly absurd <laughs> you're, questions you're last right, week. You're right. You're um, right. So, yeah, it is the Gen 4 mom. Her name is Joanna. And uh, you will encounter her at the Master Rank level of some of the Pokemon contests.
1: Oh I never played it either. Uh, well, that's right. That's right.
2: So, that that's kind of what I was thinking of is where, like, she, you know, she actually got out and she, I mean, she was known to be a, a strong contest coordinator, and, uh, and she, she actually, you actually see her outside of the home doing that, uh, randomly when you do the Master Rank contest, so.
1: I mean, I think Ryan Racing trumps contests, but okay.
2: But, yeah. Okay, so that's something that the Callous Mom did, but. Do you ever see the callous mom outside of your hometown? I don't think you do.
1: Uh, I think it, I think you might at the parade at the end, but I'm not even sure if she showed up. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> what a bad mom. All right. Exactly. I, I, I will award you that point for the poorly worded question. Uh, but yeah, just like... I just thought, yeah, she, I mean, she's the one who actually gets said... out and does more things. She pursu- pursues her own interests.
1: She said... You said it's because it's a Thatchless episode, as if Thatch doesn't do that all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry, um, brother.
0: That, that bow episode where you fed him every good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, so with that, you have five points, but there's still one more question here, and as Thatch usually does, uh, I will uh, have a um, uh, base stat question. And I randomly rolled this uh, earlier today to see what we do. Uh, so what I'm wondering about is, what Dragon type has the highest base defense stat?
0: Oh, defense?
1: Good uh, question. Okay. Um...
0: Well, the Kyrams are pretty
1: strong. Defensively? Like, physical defense? Hmm.
2: Yes, regular regular defense.
1: You know, it, it's not Mega or you'd know, right, Gator?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's Mega Salamence
1: because I remember Mega being ridiculously bulky too. Mm. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Um, it's um, uh, it's Tertanator. Are you sure? Yes. Yes, I'm sure. Because, um, Guzzlord is bulky, but it's all HP, no defenses. And Tartanator has gigantic physical defense.
0: Oh, I, um... Trust you, because I don't... I mean,
1: it's either that, it's either that, or something like Dialga? Or Palkia.
0: What if it is Salamence, though? Because Salamence is pretty Mm -hmm. freaking bulky. Mega one is.
1: Exactly. But, but I no. I think, honestly, I think Salamence gets up to like 120, 125 Mega Solomons, but Tertonator is way past that. Let me think. I think like, was... I'm 99% sure it's Tertonator.
0: Because I'm pretty sure Mega is like one third. Oh,
1: wow. Tertonator is higher.
0: Think so?
2: Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm going to need an answer. What are you guys going to settle on? Yeah,
1: so, do we'll you want. This tur- this one, I am I am relatively sure of. Feel free to scream at me if I get it wrong. No,
0: yeah, I'm going with Fluff. It's Turtinator. Let's go. I trust her.
2: All right, and that one is also correct. Yes. Yay! has Good a stop. base defense of cool. 135, uh, but Mega Salamence is actually just behind it at 130, followed by Komo-o and uh, the two Zygarde forms. So, Woo! all right. Alright, yeah. ni- nicely done. You are a- answered all of the questions correctly, uh, earning you six points. You did have to use your hint. Uh, but yeah, you guys uh, did we a great did job of balancing each answer. other out. One, uh, once one person was like on the path of, hey, it's this, the other person helped them out. So uh, congratulations, earning six points today. Um, I don't have the spreadsheet up, but I believe Wimscott, you're going to be getting up there in points, and Gator, you probably uh, pass a few people as well. Um, check back next week, folks, if you want to know where the standings are for uh, for this trivia competition. Uh, it is a race to 30, and as a reminder, the winner gets a uh, Pokemon plush that's under was it twenty dollars from PokemonCenter.com. Yes. Awesome. So uh, check back next week to see what the standings are. And with that, uh, we will catch you on the flip-flop when we talk about our topic. Hey, Puckelonians, it's Sublime
0: Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, pucklepodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckelonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash Podcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast, And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast.
2: Welcome back, Puckalonians. Uh, we are now ready to uh, uh, go into today's topic, which is uh, we're discussing plot. How much does plot really matter in Pokemon games? Um, Whimsicott, what, so Whimsicott came up with this uh, this topic idea. So what what kind of inspired you? What, what were you thinking about that, Whimsicott?
1: Well as Gator was doing before, (laughs) people are complaining about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They're saying, well, this has almost no plot differences with Sun and Moon, so what was the point? And people often say that Gen 5 had the best plots, and yet they are among the least successful Pokemon games ever. And everyone loves Gen 1, but Gen 1 had almost zero plot. So yeah, we keep asking for more plot and complaining about not getting plot uh but is it really that important
2: well i mean to be to be fair like first like with people loving gen one i think only like people who grew up with it uh, i mean when there was nothing else i think those are the people who really do like gen one um yeah i i do know that there are some people like i know uh within the community uncle oshawa said like yeah he can't go back and play the old games they're just uh, you know, the graphics and the pacing and all that stuff are way different. So, um
1: Bowie's crying somewhere in a corner.
2: Well, just to so be you know. fair, how much plot
0: could you pack into those games back in the day? There wasn't that much room for plot. That's true. I mean,
2: and so like the thing that okay. I do appreciate about appreciate about Gen One is, for the most part, it is an open canvas. Like the, it is it is your game. It's your story. It's your adventure, and if anything a plot plot in that game is hinted at like yeah you go through and you you fight the rockets and that's like uh the majority of the plot but the you know if you if you go back and look and think and like know some of that deeper lore then uh the plot starts to shine because it's like okay um rocking and mountain moon not really a big deal they're doing rocket stuff but uh, getting the Silph Scope in order to see ghost-type Pokemon, or getting the Master Ball, uh, that's all actually pointing to Giovanni screwing up and creating Mewtwo, and so that's like a, a subtle plot that's hinted at. I really appreciated that part of it.
1: Uh, actually, in the plot of the Gen 1 games, Giovanni didn't create Mewtwo. It was Mr. Fuji and... Um, and what's his name? Uh... Really, uh, what's his name, guys? Help me. Blaine. Blaine thank you. Um, <laughs>
2: Ramos. Um. I
1: think I think Giovanni wanted to catch me, so maybe yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, but see, the thing is, this comes back to the topic we had a few weeks ago. It wasn't really the topic, but we were discussing how you're meant to have head cannons in Pokemon games, and that's why you don't get too many details. Yeah. But, I mean, no one enjoyed Gen 1 because they were seeing that hidden plot. Most people were like 8 when they played Gen 1 and they didn't notice. But we still enjoyed it. So yeah, if what you need from a Pokemon game is it being a Pokemon game why is everyone complaining about plot? And I think it's because to put it simply, what we want from a video game in general has changed a lot over the years. And we want Pokemon games to catch up with that. What do you think?
2: I mean, he, he, so he, here's my thought. Um, like, well, you you're also talking about like uh, Gen you know, Five. Respond to that, because like... like... <laughs> <laughs> mm? I
0: have like, I have an idea. Because like RPGs in general are supposed to be like that, where you just paste yourself into it, and like, there's a big argument in any RPGs, like. Whenever they lead more story plot or versus more like faceless character that you can put yourself into. That was a mm-hmm. lot of the controversy that what happened with Fallout 4 um, just recently. A lot of people use that game as a projection of, they, they want to project themselves into the character, but then they went ahead and like limited your dialogue options. So now you have to be like this one kind of person. Like, mm. so the fact that they're RPGs at the fundamental level. It really just depends on how you like your flavor of rpgs like if i'm not mistaken a lot of the final fantasy stuff that's pretty plot driven and it's still considered an rpg but that's its own people who like final fantasy like it because they like final fantasy stuff
1: exactly i mean pokemon doesn't even give you real dialogue options i mean you get them in gen 7 but they are completely irrelevant. so so I guess that's not the element of the RPG genre that we want as Pokemon fans. I mean, I do want it, but if if we don't get it in Gen 8, I'm not going to complain, because it's still going to be Gen 8.
0: Yeah. Pokemon. I, I think with Pokemon, you're such a... And it's self-limiting, too. Like, your actions don't have any real effect on the world. Um, you can't choose to not engage with getting the legendaries. You can't choose to not advance the plot that they sticky on top of it. Yeah. It, you
1: you can't join regardless. Team Rocket they've been teasing with that for 22 <laughs> years and you still can't join Team Rocket. Well, yes.
0: Yeah. So like if if we're talking about this in D&D terms, it, the whole game's a railroad. Um, yep. they yeah, railroad you all the way through the story. So I would say that the plot does is important in that way because that's how they fundamentally design the game. How are they going to railroad you through these specific elements? You yeah. can pick and choose your Pokémon and how you raise them, but you you're on the train, and it's their
2: train. <laughs> so, so exactly. here, he, here's my thoughts. Like, so, Scott, you brought up Gen five, which, um, so as for as much crap as I give Gen five, because I will admit that it's probably my least like generation. Although Gen four is starting to move down there too. Um, <laughs> even though that's my least like generation, it's not because of the plot. I will give you Gen five did have the best plot of any Pokemon game, but there were a lot of other factors that went into the uh. Non-success of that generation, I guess you could say, um, but I, I don't think plot hurt it. If there wasn't a plot, I think it probably would have uh, uh, made those like complete garbage, complete uh, piles.
1: I mean, garbage was introduced in those games, so you're certainly right. Yes, but <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you're absolutely right. But that's the point. I mean, if we can love a game without plot and if we can hate a game with the best plot then it, I mean is there no pleasing us or well, of course do not. we we're, just we're, have we're the internet <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Uh-oh>.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna avoid going on a tangent about <laughs> recent movies but um... <laughs> no I mean I, I'm really fascinated by this because you go on Reddit and there are Hordes of people complaining about the plot of these games. And I just... What do we really want?
0: Uh, to skip all of that and just be able to competitively battle? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. I want to be able to just hop in and start, like, instantly build my team. And <laughs> able to edit IVs and EVs and... <laughs> Battle simulator
1: that it is. That's what I want. I would. I would not buy a Pokemon game like that.
2: So that that is what that is what some people want. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, and here here are kind of my, my thoughts overall. Like, I think that if you have a good game, a good plot is only going to enhance it. It's only going to make it better. Um, it may like for me, I don't know exactly if this is it. But like Gen Five, uh, the graphics really got me. Uh, I think. Like they try to make the sprites do too much, and that kind of tainted the whole generation for me. Uh, but if it was like running on a different engine, it might have been uh, might have been really nice. The other thought Where's on this. I... Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh. the other thought I was going to say is like one of my favorite games that had little to no plot at all were the Kalos games, X and Y, because they have a fantastic region. It's so beautiful. Every locale is slightly different, but it's colorful, it's vibrant, it's wonderful. I loved Gen 6 because more okay. so just of the environment of the region, and there was, like, awful plot for that one.
1: Okay, let me, let, let me tell you this. It's been five and a half years, and for five and a half years, people have been telling me Gen 6 has no plot. And for five and a half years, I've been quiet in my corner, thinking, What are you talking about? Because they have an amazing plot. Arguably, almost better than the Gen 5 plot. The problem is how it's actually interspersed through the game. You only see the plot in like two points throughout the game. And essentially, the game takes a pause to tell you this amazing story and then you can go on with the game but the plot itself is actually amazing i love the generation 6 plot it's just it's not interweaved in the game itself it's just pointless game pointless game pointless game the most amazing story ever for 10 minutes pointless game (laughs) so but It's not even that it doesn't have a plot, it's just that it's not implemented well into the game.
0: Well, I think you have a good point there. They do a really good job telling mini-stories, like in Oras, where you're doing the whole uh, Deoxys event. Oh, yeah. yeah. That whole thing was very interesting, and I was actually engaged with it. But for to have the sweeping scale that you have in a Pokémon game, and then not to mention too, right? Half of the plot advancing is in an area... And just like level up a Pokemon for 25 minutes or like we'll go make sure be completionists and go talk to every single person like Mm -hmm. how you play the game could have a pretty big impact on what is the you know what I mean Mm hmm
1: yes I mean I think the problem is like if you think about the Pokemon games and you imagine like the story in them being like written up in a fanfic or a novelization, call it what you want. I'm betting you that the absolute best ones would be Gen five and Gen Six. Like by far. Yeah. By far. I'd agree. Miles above all of the others. And well, yet they are not like Gen Six is not a game in which the plot is felt as relevant and beautiful by ninety nine percent of the people who have played it. Okay, Fluff,
0: you're ignoring the greatest love story in Pokemon here, okay? Gen 7, How, and Malasada, all right? <laughs> that is the greatest love story that Pokemon has ever written, and you are deliberately ignoring that. For I'm
1: five sorry, but that is like third place to me. The first one is, um, you know, you and N in Generation 5. <laughs> and the second one, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> It's Stephen Wallace. So, really, um, you can get maybe a third place with Howard Malasadas. <laughs> and no one is going to write fan fictions about Howe and Malasadas. I think this is getting kind of off the rails. Can we go I'll back? Say,
2: I-, I do want to comment on
0: about- I guarantee you there's fan fiction about Howard Malasadas. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> the internet's a wide and deep place.
2: So, I. I- I, oh, so bringing I, us back I, on track a little bit I do want to talk a little bit about Gen 7 because that's kind of what uh, what spurred this conversation and the trouble that I have with Gen 7 is that it um, maybe this is a good thing I don't know, but it, it's not your story like you are there, but this is Lily's story this is Gideon's story, this is not your story you're just along and as weird as it may sound you are the deus ex machina at the end where it's like, well crap, this beat everybody else well, this kid's pretty good at battle- battling. Why don't you take care of the the issue? You know. Can you? I mean, I'm.
1: I was. I was gonna quote Firefly, but the quote has a slightly better word in it, so I'll refrain. But yes, you have a good point.
2: Um, I, I mean, is is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? That it's it again. Like I said, the Gen Seven games are not your games. It, well, it's your game, but it's not your story. It's it's the other story. Good thing or bad thing? What do you guys think?
1: Um, um, half and half because I think YouTube... that
0: go ahead Fluff go ahead
1: no no you go ahead
0: I was gonna say I think that there is a lot I feel like a lot better payoff on that story um, watching a Lily character arc um, yes so that was a pretty good example of storytelling because you had like the beginning where she's the scared lost person to becoming the strong self-actualized person and I do give him credit for that bit of storytelling. But having good storytelling isn't the same thing as having a good plot. Yes. Like,
1: okay, sure. I, that, that's, an, that's another point. Like, again, turn Gen 7 into a fanfiction. And if you're the protagonist, eh, okay, it's nice. But it's like, oh, there you go. It's like you're Dr. Watson. <laughs> and Lily is Sherlock Holmes.
0: Yeah. Except Sherlock Holmes that yells at a thing getting into his bag a lot more often.
1: I mean... I mean... I've... I've... Let's... She's a let's savant not...
0: at putting creatures into, into carrying vessels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, is Glady on Minecraft? Let's... let the, Okay, let's stop here. Let's uh, stop
2: here. Uh, um, so, one, one, more, one more question. Um what do you want to see in the future in regards to plot? Like, what would your... How, how would you intersperse plot in your ideal Pokemon game? I have an idea, but I want to hear if you guys have thoughts first.
1: Uh, now that you have mentioned, like, Gen 7 being Lily's story, I know we're not gonna get it, but I kind of wish like, when, with Gen 8 on the Switch, going to a different format, that we could, like, deviate ever so slightly from the formula and have you like have to actually work a tiny bit before you become the pokemon prodigy like i'm not saying you you would have to like be lily because lily like in sun and moon she's not even a trainer and in ultra sun and ultra moon she becomes a trainer like nine tenths into the game but something more like that like can you for once be the actual underdog at the beginning and i'm not talking gen one where your rival is one single step ahead of you at all times i'm talking struggle for a bit while still advancing in the plot and like every game you get it so easy because, oh, you're a prodigy, you know Pokemon. No, it's everyone around you is completely clueless of what <laughs> I'm doing. So, <laughs> I I don't want a harder game. Like, I want it to feel more like more like an underdog story.
2: Sure, and I, I, I do know, I that might be hard to do without, like, like, tutorializing a lot of it, I guess. I don't know, like, I hear what you're saying, but um, they'd have to handle that carefully. Uh, Gator, what are your thoughts? I wanted to tell a love story about a man
0: and his donuts. <laughs> <That's the story. laughs> I want something
2: fresh, and I want something we've never seen before. Um, good luck to you on that. Here's my thought. Now, this is probably asking for too much, but as you said, uh, this game is going to be on the Switch, and uh, you know the headline game for the Switch was uh, was Zelda. Very open world, very um, lots of things that you can go and do, and you don't even have to like focus on the main story at all in that game, and you can have a whole lot of fun otherwise. so
0: Wait, 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 hold on. Before you, I'm going to cut you off there for, for a second. If we're talking about games that people complained had no plot, that's like the epitome of them. <laughs> like, the major critique of that game is having no plot.
2: Well, so he, here's what I'm thinking, because, like, uh, so again, like you said, you want to go through the game, you want to beat the gyms, and ultimately get to to the battling uh, extra part of it. And sure, that's great. If that's what you want to play, fantastic. Other people want to do the plot, and maybe the plot can be entered in and interspersed, uh, however, but you can make the plot completely optional. Like, if you want to go through and you want to take down eight gym leaders and Battle the Elite Four, fantastic, that's what you can do. Or if you want to take some side uh, quests, uh, maybe there's some nice mini-stories you can do, fantastic, you can do that. And yes, there will be a major overarching arc, uh, like the main plot of the game, where there will be an evil team trying to do something, and you have to stop them. And I guess the motivation to do that, even though you can complete the game, get the end credits completely optionally, or without doing that, the um, uh, the motivation to, the, to do that, though, is that there are legendaries <coughs> locked behind that. So that, that's, okay. that, that's kind of my thought, where you can take the plot at your own pace, you can kind of do the storytelling in your own in your own pace, so you can either choose to do the plot or not. You kind of get your your choice. I mean, Stag, you've inspired I... me here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to cut you
0: off, Whimsicott. But what if they took Pokemon Bank one step further and they did what they... You, by playing through Ultra Moon, uh, or rather, ultra, or play playing through Moon or Sun, get to keep everything that you've got. You get all your ride po- Pokemon you raised up, and then the game transports all of that information to the new game, and then you can choose whether you want to engage with the story or go around and explore.
2: Oh, that'd be cool. Just say it. Especially go if it's, if it's, if it's is that like that second or that that third game dynamic or whatever. That'd be really interesting.
1: That would be super cool, but I kind of think. Like, there are several concerns, I, I, I mean, we're all aware of this, but, um, like, the leveling, and...
0: I mean, games do dynamic combat all the time, like, there's a lot, like, like, Fallout, for example, to, to pull that one back up, or even Zelda, like, depending on your level, the enemies scale up.
2: Well, uh, in, in regards <laughs> to level, this is a... Go ahead, one Scott. <laughs>
1: No, there are several reasons why you can't do that in Pokemon games as they are, without changing the battle format. Um, So... I don't know. I mean, I love the idea. I absolutely adore the idea. Both of them. It just... There are tons of concerns about them that i will not list yeah. at present time.
2: So <laughs> we, we, we are not game developers so we we have we're just saying hey this is what we want to see this is what you could do. Uh, last comment about leveling this is a thought i've had for a while. What if like the leveling is com- like in regards to strength is completely arbitrary? Like every pokemon battles at the same level but the more experienced you are, the more access you have to better moves. That would that would solve that whole leveling leveling problem, where you know a Pikachu could lose to a level five Snivy if the Pikachu isn't you know battling well.
1: That that no that is, that is just changing the battle system.
2: And it would, <laughs> but yeah. I think I think it would make it would make every match more interesting. Not where you one where you can grind and hey I'm five levels above this trainer. I'm going to win no matter what. It's uh, every battle you are on an even playing field except for the moves that you have no, access to.
1: No, Snag. Every five year old has a right to go through the game with just a level 88 Blastoise. <laughs>
2: Fair enough, fair enough. Um, with that, I think we are going to call it here, but folks, we are really interested in hearing what you have to say. I know that there are people who I've uh, talked to about this uh, already who have their own thoughts on this, but what do you have to say? What do you look for in regards to plot in a Pokemon game? What What is your favorite plot of a Pokemon game? And what do you want to see uh, in future games? Uh, that's going to be our mailbag question, so please send that into Puckle pucklepodcast at g- gmail.com. And, uh, in fact, we'll read some of the mailbags from last week uh, in our mailbag segment. But, first, we have to get to poke of the episode. So, we will catch you folks on the flip-flop. Are you craving some tasty tidbits of Tim Paul? Have you been dreaming of deli bird deli sandwiches? What about some of the softest slowpoke tails around? Well, head on over to the Rhyhorn Steakhouse where you can pick up all these items and more for $5.99 and higher. Also, check out our new Corsola Cola fountain drinks. They won't make your gums bleed. Head on over to the Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Open the episode. And we are back from our commercial break with the poke of the episode. Uh, This is Pokemon National Dex 781, Delamize, the Sea Creeper Pokemon.
0: According to its Ultra Sun Pokedex entry, it wraps its prey in green seaweed and sucks away their vitality. It only likes to
2: go after big prey like Whalelord. Oh, big prey. <laughs> that that's uh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, Delmize is really uh, a neat Pokemon. And like, uh, one thing that surprised me about like the scale of this Pokemon, like Delmi- Delmize, is huge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, I
1: mean
2: it's it's uh, yeah. twelve feet tall, <laughs> almost thirteen yeah. feet, uh, which it's is like in five hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, which is insane. Like, uh, I thought you know maybe like come like waist high, but no, Delmize is a huge, huge Pokemon. So, yes, um, it's- yeah. It's, interesting. it's
1: the anchor for a really big ship, like the anchor of the Titanic
2: scale we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Delmize it is a grass ghost Pokemon. As much as I want that to be like a unique typing, it is, is not, unfortunately. Uh, but um, yeah, Delmize is uh, interesting. Uh, I'll be honest, folks, I've not used uh, Delmise in any uh, capacity uh, for battling. It is in the RU tier. Um, has really high attack stat, ab- but uh, like most of Alola, it's really really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: uh, you know, five seventeen is pretty impressive though.
2: That is that's yeah. true. Like,
1: I mean, Delmas is actually like it's a good Pokemon. Uh, first of all, it's it's essentially the only Pokemon that gets stab on three types because its ability Steelworker means it's essentially getting stab on Steel type moves.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's- it- it, its signature move is a Steel type move, Anchor Shot, and it has Rapid Spin, and it's really bulky. And its typing gives it like two immunities. It's, it it resists Ground, which is always pretty important. It, it's it's not a bad Pokemon. It's a good one. I I guess yeah, it's an it it RU because, it's I mean, knockoff is classed. everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, knockoff,
0: and yeah, I guess it's probably outclassed you know, by something though, else. Which makes it cool, and it's got, you know...
1: I'm not sure there uh, is something Yeah, but it's the that...
0: Flying, Ghost, Fire, Ice, and Dark, so that just wrecks its world. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's it's more like... It feels a rather unique niche, but probably that niche is not needed on many, many teams. Yeah. Like, just on a few, you really need Delmize.
2: Yeah. So. Um, just uh, stealing off of the uh, Smogon... Um... Uh, set. Uh, it's an offensive rapid spinner set uh, with rapid spin, shadow claw, power whip, and anchor shot. Again, all those moves that will give it uh, that stab. Um, and then with an item either of either a spooky uh, plate or ghostium Z to bo- boost up that uh, shadow claw. Um, again, and that's probably better in the RU tier. Which again, I can't speak to unfortunately. <laughs> really, the only the only format that I battle in pr- uh, primarily is. Um, uh, draft league and summer league. So that, that that's my those are the metas that I play in.
1: <laughs> I mean, I remember going up against Delmize in pre Bank OU in the UGTC not last year but two years ago, or mm. I guess last year if you count UUTC as being yeah in January. Okay, two UUTCs ago, I went up against Delmize a lot because it was even better in the pre Bank meta. Oh yeah, I bet. and I, no, I I was really afraid of this Pokemon.
2: Yeah, pre um, OU you would be. Uh, I could imagine like this would be really strong for that. So.
1: I really like that. R- randomly, not randomly, it gets Whirlpool as a move.
2: Yeah, this, I really like that. Yeah, this is one of those Pokemon where like this could honestly have four typings. <laughs> it could be water, it could be steel, it could be grass, ghosts. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, but honestly, we don't need more water type. No, Game we Freak's don't. Stop.
0: In the TCG, it's categorized as a psychic type, as most ghosts are. And uh, it's actually got a pretty decent card. Um, It got printed in two different sets. There's a promo for it, and it got released in Guardians Rising. Uh, The main reason you'd play this Pokemon is because it has the Steelworker ability as its ability on the card. And your uh, Metal Pokemon's attacks do 10 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. Um, Hmm. It also has an attack, but it's pretty useless. It's 70 for a Psychic and Double Colorless Anchor Shot. The defending Pokemon can't retreat during your opponent's next turn. But otherwise, it's pretty baller. Like, yeah. So
1: you essentially put it on the bench in a metal deck.
0: Yep, yeah, you put it on the bench, and then you it ma- really makes it easier for you to hit numbers that way. Yeah. You know, if a Pokemon is hitting 120, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Pokemon that sit at 130, so just having one of those on the bench. And,
1: or and if I you're mean, trying it's, to reach, you know? I imagine even if it's a basic Pokemon, it's a bit bulkier than most Pokemon you just put on the bench as tech Pokemon, so... Yeah, it's got a hundred Harder to snipe. Yeah,
2: that's... Harder
1: to snipe, yeah. Especially
2: on a stage one, that's that's pretty good. Or a basic, not a stage one, I'm yeah, sorry. basic. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: um, got a double colorless for the retreat cost, but that's pretty easy to get around with Guzma and yeah. other
2: attachments. Uh question for you, Gator. I know, like, people are predicting that uh, Steel is going to have a... a uh, something coming really soon where, like, they have a lot of support in their cards. Isn't, uh, what, Sizer GX going to be a really strong Pokemon in the next set?
0: Um, Sizor has got a lot of uh, hype coming into it, and that's definitely a card that's been considered to help him yeah. reach the numbers that it needs to hit. But Let's right see, now, the steel decks that are playing are already hitting like massive two hundred something HP attacks. So okay, Sizor I... is going to be one that'll benefit, though.
2: Okay, I was ask how like how prevalent prevalent do you think this will be in those steel decks? But
0: um, yeah, in general, not. Very much right now. Earlier in the season, that was getting teched in for people playing Metagross because it helped with Metagross numbers pretty well. Um, but right now, Metagross has fallen off pretty hard, so it doesn't really see that much play. But it's definitely a card I would recommend having a play set of if you do collect because it very easily could become a hot tech.
2: Awesome. Uh, and I'm going to see do we have any other trivia about Delmize?
1: It has a cool shiny?
2: Oh, it does. Yeah, holy cow. That's awesome. Uh, it's shiny yeah, the seaweed
1: it's... goes all red and... yeah
2: and it's uh, like and the, the handles are are white yeah that's a really good shiny i I, yeah, hey, steel I... types have, usually have some good shines like um ages slash oh, but it's not a steel type dirt
1: <laughs> I mean I mean um I, I like the regular form better but it I have to admit it's a really cool shiny it and is. and I mean there are plenty of seaweeds that are reddish instead of greenish. So it keeps the theme really well. Yeah. Um, it's just like it's it's a really cool po- concept for a Pokemon.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um,
1: like, I, I really like it. It's not one of my favorite, but I really like the concept.
2: Alright, and uh, yeah, so that, that is Delmise. Um, so you can definitely uh, check that Pokemon out. We don't have any writers doing any meta things with this stuff right now, but if you do uh, check out our Discord, uh, The Real EV will have a, an art drop on Delmise, I'm sure, uh, Monday. You can see some really cool artwork about it. Um, but speaking of our writers, definitely uh, go to our website, uh, puckapodcast.com, and check out the articles that we have for you there. I know Claude Nine is writing um, uh, uh, draft league uh, synopses uh, week by week. And then uh, I believe Antonin just wrapped up uh, his Generation One uh, look back. Is that right, Wim Scott? Yep. Awesome. So you can check out those articles and much more at our website, uh, puckapodcast.com. And uh, with that, folks, we're gonna flip it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! Your mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! Welcome back, Puckalonians, and we are now uh, going to do our mailbag segment brought to you by Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, today, we, uh, the mailbag is the section of the show where you get to uh, chip in your input and uh, say what, what you think about our topic. Last week, uh, our topic was about Japanese mythology in Pokemon, and uh, Wimscut was on that episode. We only have two mailbags uh, for you today, but that is alright. Um, so, uh, Gander, why don't you go ahead and take this first one from Savage Fire?
0: All right, hello there, Thatch and truly awesome co-host. Um, excuse me, it's pronounced snag. Um, <laughs> it is Savagefire765 here, and boy, is it great to get back into writing into the mailbag. How am I? Why? Thanks for asking. I have been just wonderful, prepping for PDL all the chances I get, and competing in the TCG tourney as well has been fun so far. Anyhow, onto the mailbag, and here are some Pokemon that I think are intriguingly Japanese myth-based. Ahem, <clears throat> So the Shinto Thunder God, Raijin, always travels with his companion, Raiju. It's an animal body always shrouded in lightning and is said to take the form of a cat weasel or specifically a blue wolf. Sound familiar? I know it does. That's because it's indeed Manetric's inspiration. It is also said that it has the habit of seeking shelter in others' belly buttons and is apparently considered as an adorable way to explain to your child why they shouldn't go into an open field in a thunderstorm. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's, wow. that's interesting,
0: I never that knew that super cool So, you know, if you're looking to hide in a belly button is <laughs> the Pokemon for you I don't judge um, Shiftry, if you're familiar with monsters from Japanese myth The Shiftry should interest you Turns out he's actually a representation of the Tengu. You can see that Shiftry has pointed Pinocchio nose Along with a vicious face It has fan-like arms and the Tengu is known to have a fan That can blow anything away Which isn't to mention that Shiftry gets access to flying type moves Along with this, the Tengu is a guardian of the forest, just like Shiftry. To top it all off, he has traditional sandals of the Tengu, the Geta Sandals. But Savage Fire, why is his face not like red like traditional Tengus? My answer, look at its shiny. It has the facial red color. Well, thanks for taking the time. As always, read my email. Until next time, Savage
2: Fire Seven Six Five will see you on
0: the flip flop.
1: That is so cool.
0: Yeah,
2: those are those are really interesting ones. I, I never knew that. I, I do knew I kn- uh, knew that Shiftry was uh, based on the Tengu, and that's uh, yeah, that's some really uh, some cool stuff. I, I like that. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for writing in, Savage Fire. Um, and then Wimpscott, why don't you take our other mailbag from the British Gent?
1: Of course. <clears throat> Hello, thought. Oh wait, sorry. Let's start again. Hello, Professor Snag and his sensational co-host! Firstly, I am sorry, but I don't feel I can give much input to last week's mailbag, though I did love hearing about everything last week about Japanese mythology. Lately, I have been going through the anime with my little Eevee, and he has started telling me some of our favorite Pokémon, which for a two-year-old you'd start to expect. But at the same time, she has also started telling me her favorite characters in the show. Her favorite is Team Rocket. Yes, Evie. Good job. Good job, girl. Two years old and she already knows what the world is. About. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> she didn't ask me who was my favorite. That really got me thinking. Who is my favorite character? Is it Ash? Is it Professor Oak? Or is it Max? No, it's not Max. <laughs> I'll let you guys fight over who is the best and leave this short. For Scrawn, the British gent. <laughs>
2: Uh, what do you, guys, okay, what do you now, guys think? Who's your who's your favorite character in the anime?
1: I'm with Little Evie, Team Rocket rocks. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of
2: SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. I mean, my initial thought is to go with Brock. Uh, a lot of the other companions just kind of get a little annoying. Um. <laughs> um I do like. I do have to say that I liked uh, the arc that uh, Serena went through in the uh, Gen Six uh, Gen Six anime. That was pretty good. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean,
1: who it, it can compare to Team Rocket? No one can.
2: <laughs> uh, that's true. I don't know Team Rocket has had an interesting history in the anime, from just kind of being these like uh, doofy protagon- or antagonists. Uh, to like Gen 5 they got like a little bit more serious with it and then uh, I think they're back now to being their dupey doopy antagonists who just kind of following them around but uh, maybe that's far- following
1: It's following a healthy and honored tradition of absolutely useless villains from 70s anime and it's a tough job but someone has to do it
2: all right Uh, well, thank you both for, uh, writing in. Uh, That's all we had for the mailbag, and usually we, uh, uh, take this time to give out the Green Toros badge, but both of these gentlemen already have it, so, um... But, uh, again, folks, write in if you want to get the green Tauros badge roll on our Discord. Uh, So, remember, folks, uh, uh, you got a nice green neon name uh, in our Discord if you uh, get awarded with the best mailbag for the episode. So, again, make sure you write in um, this next week uh, with your comments on what you think about plot in Pokemon games and what would you like to see from plot in Pokemon games. Uh, Again, the email for that is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And uh with that, um uh that's one way that you can reach us, but you can also reach us on all of our social medias. We have uh Facebook, a Twitter, a Reddit, and you can get linked to all those at Pucklepodcast.com. Uh but the best way to talk to me and uh Fluffy and Gator and all of our hosts is through our Discord. Um there will be a link in the description uh to get signed up for our Discord, so um go ahead and check that out. Join us. We'd love to talk to you and folks this is sincerely one of the best communities possibly in all of the internet maybe i'm overgeneralizing but everyone's really welcoming you say hey i'm new and at least a half dozen people will say hey thanks for coming uh you know what brings you here um so definitely and uh you,
1: you never know what happens on the discord server you could find an art robe by the real ev you can find whimsy writing in really bad french jokes about not watching eurovision you never <laughs> know what's going on there
2: it's true. to um, say if you do come in and say that you're new to the Discord, the real EV is pretty quick to give you an art drop about your favorite Pokemon. So uh, you should definitely uh, definitely check us out there. Uh, another reminder that PuckleCon is going to be happening uh, the weekend uh, July twenty first and twenty second. Um, please come check it check it out. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, it's something that we get to do because of, of uh, the people who support our show. Um, which uh, I'll talk about right now. Um, you can, if you want to, if you have the opportunity, you can support our show. You can buy uh, T-shirts or other merchandise at our T Public store, which is also linked in the description. Um, you can get some cool puckle stuff you can get some draft league t-shirts if you want to uh, support uh, the Italian Ozzurils or uh, I have to talk about uh, talk to thatch about getting the Nidoking shirt back up there um, but if you want to <laughs> support any of your draft league uh, teams uh, check us out at TeePublic uh, but also you can get signed up to be a patron patrons get uh, some exclusive content uh, they get exclusive access to a uh, discord server uh, or to say, a Discord channel uh, where they get more direct contact with all the hosts and Thatch. Um, you get exclusive Pokemon sometimes, um, just lots of stuff. So if you like what we do and you want to support us, uh, definitely check us out at Patreon. Um, and then I guess the last way that you can support us is on Twitch, uh, Twitch TV slash The Puckle Podcast. Um, uh, weekly, We have Joshiro there on Mondays doing the TCG, and Thatch tries to do it on Thursdays. I know Thatch is in the middle of moving, so th- the schedule might be up in the air for now, and it might change a little bit once Thatch gets uh, a little bit more settled in. But uh, you can go there, and if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, uh, you can use a Prime subscription and uh, become a follower with us each month. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, but it gives us, like, what was it, two bucks, I think? Um... Uh, something. Yeah, it's something. It gives us something. Exactly. So if you're not using your uh, Twitch Prime subscription, make sure that you uh, become a subscriber to us and we get a little bit of money. Uh, I will mention this, that usually doesn't, you do have to re-up that every month. Every month you get to choose a, a different one to sub- subscribe to. Uh, but just make sure that you choose us if you want to. Um, and uh, that's about all I got. Do, do you guys have anything else to say? Um, that Discord
0: isn't just a a typing chat channel either. A lot of the times in the evening time, we'll all voice chat and play games and hang out and just like... uh, It's it's fun to do in the evenings while you're just sitting around watching TV or chilling out, you know? That's so true, and... To hang out with people. That's so true. And like
2: <laughs> with the summer summer league coming, like I know the Discord gets a lot more active and we do more and I can only exactly. imagine that it we're just gonna be so much more active in the summer. So now is the best time to get signed up uh, with our Discord and, and join us to chat either type typologically or voiceologically.
1: I mean you all chat with each other well honestly so you're cruel but <laughs> but Maybe some European listeners want to join me in my evenings. Maybe. I don't know why I, I went for an Indian-Russian accent <laughs> instead of just sticking with my Italian one. But, okay. Um, <laughs> All right. No, but really, just come to the Discord and start prepping for the Summer League now. Because those gyms are going to be really tough to topple. And you want to collect the badges. You want to collect your chores to be in the Summer League Tournament. That's right. We are probably going to have prizes for that. So oh, we,
2: yeah, we definitely come do. Come now.
1: Come now. Start talking to the people. Start sizing up the gym leaders. I mean, You can even okay. sign up to be a gym leader and meet the community that way.
0: A little birdie might have told me something about a 2DS or a video game. Or something... <laughs> something.
2: Spoilers. <laughs> uh Nevertheless, or uh, and then one last thing about the summer league, folks. <laughs> this is the weirdest outro ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's your fault. You let us speak. I did. I did. That was my. That was my fatal flop. How weird do you want to get? I've got a whole fanfic written already about my, uh, how in his malasada we can go. <laughs> Please no. Last thing about the summer league, folks. Uh, if uh, competitive battling intimidates you, check it out. We have people here who are there to help you figure out all the ropes of that. Uh, how to get Pokemon already, all that stuff. We're, we're there to help it out. So anyways, Discord, come see us with that. Uh, I think we're going to sign out. Uh, I've been your host, Professor Snag. I've been Gator with extra rations.
1: <laughs> and I have been the fluffiest and most Italian win
2: And here at the Lavender Town Radio uh, Tower, it's closing